Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we debunk the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding. And today I have with me Bianca Wooden. Bianca, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and talk to you. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, let me tell the audience a little bit about Bianca. She is a board-certified lactation consultant, that is IBCLC, childbirth educator and doula located on the Mississippi Gulf course. Through breastfeeding her three children, Bianca developed an appreciation for breastfeeding as more than simply just a way to nourish a child, but rather a foundation from which parenting skills flourish. In 2011, Bianca became a volunteer mother support counselor. She discovered a need in her community for knowledgeable, compassionate support for families during the time of birth and breastfeeding. She established her business, Better Beginnings, to provide childbirth education and doula support. In 2017, she became an IBCLC and added private practice lactation to the services that she offered. After the birth of her third child at, uh uh-oh, 35 weeks gestation, she became passionate about spreading awareness and support for late preterm infants. Bianca was recently awarded Breastfeeding Friendly Healthcare Professional of the Year from her local breastfeeding coalition. As you might imagine, because, well, I assume it's largely because Bianca experienced uh, a baby who was at 35 weeks gestation, that she became so interested in this topic. And most certainly, it's why we wanted to have her come on the show today and talk about late preterm babies and uh, their relationship to breastfeeding and how it works. So before we get too deep into this, I would just like to say that I am presuming that for most of you who are listening, you're probably within the U.S., and the American Academy of Pediatrics defines late preterm as infants born at 34 and 0 sevenths weeks through 36 and 6 sevenths weeks gestation. These are known as late preterm. And of course, uh, those that are born at 37 weeks are, of course, considered at term. So, Bianca, uh, talk to us a little bit here, please, about this big number of births in the U.S. and the fact of, of well, yeah, certainly births, but in this case, the, the late preterm births. And it seems to me, and probably to you, that these kids kind of fall through the cracks as related to care and specifically as related to breastfeeding and feeding issues. Can you address that for us, please? Yeah, so... Late preterm babies make up 9% of all births in the U.S. So that's 900 babies a day that are late preterm. 
And even knowing that, I was shocked when my baby came early (laughs) and was late preterm. Like, that's just not fair. (laughs) Yeah, nobody expects it to happen to them, you know. So there's a lot of babies that are in this category, and they fall through the cracks a little bit because they don't appear to be really sick. A lot of times they don't need to go to the NICU. Right. A lot of right. times they don't need breathing support, but still they're they're not full term and they have their own unique set of challenges. They do. <clears throat> I often like to say that they are not junior term babies. Uh, however, they are very often housed in the newborn nursery, and so hence, uh, you know, they. They're expe- I guess they're expected to sort of be like a junior term baby, except obviously uh, they are not. Do you want to run down for us, at least with your own baby or more, about what kinds of things they face that are, you know, kind of not, not really preterm, not really term? Well, the main, the main thing that really stands out to me when you look at the information about late preterms is you know, like I said, they might not need support with breathing, but their brain is not fully developed. Right. So each week that they're early, so at 36 weeks instead of 37 weeks, that's 22 cc's of brain matter that is not fully formed because those last few weeks are just really massive brain brain growth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they just don't have the brain capacity, the brain power, they just, so that affects a lot of things going on in their body. And then the other is their size. So with my baby, um, we kind of knew that he was coming early. I was in the hospital. So we had a few days to kind of expect this. And he was born and weighed five pounds and did not need um, respiratory help. He didn't need to go to the NICU. So Everyone at the hospital kind of said to me, oh, yay, he's good. He's five pounds. That's a reasonable size. And, yeah, and he doesn't yeah. need to go to the NICU. So you're all set to you're go. All you set. Got a good one. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it things- is good, but it's just it's not it's not then that we can become cavalier about it. Yeah, you're exactly right. So there are early preterm babies that need lots of support. And we know that they have lots of challenges, Um, but we can't just say, Oh, he's five pounds. So you're good to go. Right. Um, And I think is, is where I, um, now I've read about this and I've learned that there's problems with temperature stability and they they tend to get dehydrated and jaundice. And really there's even long-term cognitive delays and issues in school and you know things that could come up for some babies not for all and I think where this really became a passion for me is um I saw I'm a lactation consultant so I went to a continuing education class after he was born for late preterms and I thought all right well I'll pick up a couple things I've been through this And when she started talking about the parents' experience, it just really hit home and it brought the tears to my eyes that that it was just kind of like, we could do better supporting these new parents so that 
that they recognize, yeah, your baby is a little different and there may be some extra care that your baby needs. You know, you led me right into where I wanted to go, which is after they said to you, oh, Bianca, your baby is doing well, which I mean, relatively speaking, (laughs) that's true. But yes, uh, (laughs) but what was the parenting experience like in terms of what they said or didn't say what they supported or didn't support? Can you talk to us a little bit? How did this all make you feel? I, I'd love to tell you because I think my experience is pretty representative of, mm-hmm. of, of moms of preterm babies. So I had two older children that I breastfed, no problems, you know, nothing complicated. And so I was an experienced mom and I went into it thinking, well, gosh, I'm an IBCLC. I've got this, I've got no, this. no problem. Yeah. yeah. So when I put that baby to my chest, he exhibited all the signs of a late preterm. He was, I guess you could say, kind of floppy. He didn't have yes. the muscle tone. His yes. arms just kind of opened up. His legs opened up. Um, he was totally asleep, just mm-hmm. completely asleep. Um, didn't really nuzzle and show those early feeding cues to me very well that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then when I latched him on... I could just pull him right off. Yeah. He, he had no suction power, really. Very little. Right. right. So I could just pull him right off of me. And also, I was recovering from a cesarean birth in my situation and was on pain medicine and, and shocked about this baby. And I think that's where just needing that extra hand-holding. Yes. Uh, this is this is how to maybe hold your baby. This we do expect that your baby might need supplementation. Um, I just really was scared for my baby. I just really yes. was worried. Uh huh. And I felt like nobody else was worried. Like everyone said he's fine, and I'm the only one here worried about him. Did you raise that issue with the staff, Bianca, or did you feel like you couldn't raise that issue? I could because I knew the people there. So, oh, this is good. Um, okay. Because I'm in that field. So, I had friends there. And, um, and I, as I was preparing for this talk, I was trying to remember the details. And, um, I was thinking, I remember asking them, I think we need some extra weight checks. Like, mm. I want to weigh them each day that I'm here and see what's happening. Um, but again, I was not able to really be a lactation consultant to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> because I was so I was so emotional. Frightened. Yes, yes. Um, and I didn't get the feeling in it that there was a special care plan for a thirty-five week baby. And mm-hmm. at our local hospitals, um, and I think in many hospitals across the country in the U.S. There are not special feeding plans in place for these late preterms. It's kind of a, okay, let's wait and see um, when really they could use a little bit more attentiveness from lactation experts. Most definitely. Most definitely. So you felt like pretty much, yes, you might have been able to raise the issue, but you still felt a little bit, I might be overstating the case, but did you feel a little bit adrift? 
I did. I felt like this baby is not breastfeeding well. I kind of I kind of knew that. Yeah. And yeah. yet I felt like my support in the hospital didn't really know how to support me that well. You know, I, I'm friendly with them. They're colleagues. And um, and I'm sure they were doing the very best they could. And in hospitals, you know, everyone's stretched really thin. Thin, yes. But I was like, I need answers. Do I need to be pumping? Do I need to be supplementing? How do I supplement? Um, how much does a baby of this age get? How much weight should he be gaining each week? You know, I just felt like I had so many questions. Questions, and yes. there were not answers. <laughs> yes, yes. So did you raise those questions or did you just sort of think them to yourself? I probably raised some questions. Uh-huh. Um, and again, I was like many, many new mothers really overwhelmed. And like I like your word adrift. Yeah. I was just like, um, in a fog, you could say, um, yes. which yes. I, did, I totally didn't expect since being my third baby. Um, my friend that's a lactation consultant at the hospital, I remember she came in and she said, we have this pamphlet for late preterms published by, you know, a pump company, and I'm going to give this to you, and I think it will have some information. And mm-hmm. I remember just like scouring through it, just reading every line. <laughs> Everything. Like, okay. Yes. Yeah, maybe this has my answers of what's going on with this baby. Yeah, it's so difficult because especially having been an experienced mother and an experienced IBCLC, what you were thinking was going to happen. I mean, even if your brain kind of knew it wouldn't be exactly the same, somehow that experience kind of brings it right home. Whoa, hey everybody, do not go away. I'm Marie Biancuzo. I will I am here today with Bianca Wooden and we will be right back talking about late preterm infants right after this message. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report. 
so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuzo. I'm here today with Bianca Wooden. Before we continue, I would just like to suggest to you that if you have ever had even the remotest idea of becoming an IBCLC, clearly I did, Bianca Wooden did, maybe it's time for you to do that. I will be offering my comprehensive course in Orlando. Now, there's a sunny spot to go to in the dead of winter. And if so, you will be able to earn all 90 of your lactation-focused hours that are required in order to sit for the IBLCE exam. There is nothing like a live course. You get a lot of interaction with me. Yes, there are some hallway conversations too, but you also get interaction with your colleagues and honestly, you know, sometimes we take the course outside and sit around the pool. Is that so bad? It's a really fun and invigorating and enlightening and engaging experience. I would love to meet you. If you're interested, please feel free to call my office at 703-787-9894. Or you can go to my uh, site where we have the course, and that is breastfeedingoutlook.com. Again, breastfeedingoutlook.com. So, Bianca, I want to go back to this whole battery of questions that you had for yourself, and I couldn't write fast enough, but I really want to follow up on that one about supplementation, because you've been a mother who is successfully breastfed and probably exclusively breastfed, and oh, by the way, you're an IBCLC, so you probably went into this with your head like, well, we're not going to do supplementation. And now you've got this baby born at 35 weeks and you're thinking, uh, maybe we should be doing some supplementation here. So did you raise that question or did someone else come to you with the supplementation? How did that work? Well, you, you exactly described it right of how I was feeling. I was thinking this baby's not going to be supplemented. Not one of mine. I've got this. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> and, um, and I was, totally in a fog 
not a great decision maker, didn't realize time was going by, what day is it, you know, in those first hours. Um, And, you know, just staring at my baby, soaking him up and loving him. Um, And I remember on the second day, the nurse said, we're a little worried about his jaundice level. And again, at this point, so we're in the second day, I mean, probably 24 hours after birth. Okay. And at this point, I was still thinking, um, you know, they've told me my baby weighed five pounds. We're good to go. So as soon as I hear jaundice, we're watching as jaundice, I'm thinking there's not enough milk going in if the uh-huh. jaundice is, <laughs> if right. the bilirubin is not coming out. And so right then I was like, I have got to start pumping, hand expressing. I've got to get more colostrum into this baby. Um, And so that's when I requested a pump. So I really recall that I kind of took the lead on that. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And um, I got the pump. I was hand expressing, um, getting just little drops at that point of colostrum um, and then giving it to him in a dropper. Uh-huh. Um, at that uh-huh. point. So I was supplementing, I started supplementing with my own milk, um, to begin, to begin. Sure. And on the second day at 48 hours, he did end up needing, um, treatment for, um, high, uh, bilirubin levels for jaundice okay. under uh-huh. the lights, which is really quite common for a baby oh, in yes. gestation for the late preterm. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And by the way, for those of you who are listening, I just want to say that you've got to be really careful with that term supplementation because I hear many people use that very differently. So if you are in Bianca's shoes, you want to make sure that you make it very clear that you want to give your own milk that you have pumped or hand expressed or whatever you've done, not supplement as in formula. However, formula might be one of the possibilities. So, Bianca, did the baby end up having to have formula as well? He did not have formula. I um, hand expressed because, like I said, he was not good at latching. I Uh I put him on there, but he just didn't have... Didn't have the gusto. He didn't have the suction power. He wasn't awake. Um, he couldn't coordinate that suck, swallow, breathe. He would just yep. come right off. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just that goes back to that brain development um, that he just wasn't quite ready for all that. So at first, I supplemented with my own um, colostrum that I pumped in the hospital because I uh-huh. just kept thinking, we are not going to have an ongoing jaundice issue and get readmitted or anything like that. I just wanted to take care of that. At that point, I still was not thinking of a long-term. I was just thinking, we don't want to have to deal with jaundice too much. We want this baby healthy. I wasn't thinking of long-term what was going to be happening with him. You were living in the moment because, quite honestly, that's about all you could handle at that moment. Yes, that is all I could handle. I was thinking it one minute to the next. At a time. (laughs) Right. I I recall a little funny side story um, a colleague of mine uh, checked in with me and I said, yeah, the baby is in the nursery right now. He's getting um, treatment for uh, Billy Rubin under the lights. And she said, well, Bianca, that doesn't sound like something you would agree to at all. And I said, really? 
maybe I sh- maybe I was pushed into this. Like I just I was not thinking clearly. Sure. Um, and not that my baby didn't need to go under the lights, but she was just so surprised that that was happening. And that I wasn't, you know, insisting that it be in my room or who knows what she was thinking. But I was like, I am not myself. You're right. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in survival mode. Absolutely. Well, there's another piece here too, Bianca, that I want to mention for our listeners. And that is, I have very often heard the doctor, the nurse, the whoever uh, to say, you've got to do fill in the blank, you know, the, the Billy lights or the supplementation with formula or the whatever, fill in the blank. You've got to do whatever because it will be dangerous for your baby if you don't. And my experience is that when the mother hears the word dangerous, I mean, it just freaks her out. And yes. sometimes those things are necessary. And from what you've said to me, obviously I don't have the whole history here, but it sounds to me like your baby really did need to go under the lights. But it also sounds like uh, that was not something that you would have anticipated or thought that you would have approved of. Clearly your friend was saying, wow, Bianca, I don't know, this doesn't sound like something you'd agree to. And yet, uh, sometimes you find yourself in that situation where it seems like, oh, yeah, hello, we got to do this. My concern here is that mothers are asking the right questions and getting the right information and making that decision with maybe not a clear head. I'm not really sure how clear your head is after your cesarean and your uh, anesthesia and your everything else. But anyway, uh, the fact of the matter is you should not be spooked into it. That's kind of where I'm going with that. So anyway, somehow or another, though, he got by this part, right? He got through the, the jaundice. He eventually had enough milk, but you were giving it to him, you said, by dropper? Yeah, so okay. we were we were discharged from the hospital at 72 hours, which is pretty typical for yeah. a late preterm. They are just mixed in right with all the full-term babies. You know, they get one visit from the lactation consultant. As soon as everybody's stable, off you go. So off we you were, go. Goodbye. We we're Good done. Yeah. And um, I was still pumping because I was starting to worry that maybe – he wasn't going to be able to remove the milk himself. So I was pumping pretty frequently. Uh And um, my next step was to make an appointment with my pediatrician outside the hospital the next day. Um, So I went to see my pediatrician and she said the same thing all that I heard at the hospital. Oh, well, he's great. (laughs) He's great. (laughs) So we'll see you when you're ready for your next immunization appointment. (laughs) Yikes. And I just remember thinking, and, um, you know, he was pretty safe. I mean, he, there is a 13% are readmitted. 13% of yep. late preterms are readmitted to the hospital. Absolutely but, you know, true. But as a new mom, I remember thinking he could absolutely starve. And my doctor is not on top of this at all. Like, right. This is really... Right. This baby would gladly sleep for 24 hours, like, and not show me cues of needing anything to eat. And nobody's mentioning this to me. Nobody has said to me, 
hey, your baby, you're going to have to really urge him to eat on a regular schedule. So I just felt like I'm lucky that I have my experience because there's no way I would have been successful breastfeeding if I didn't have the resources that I had and the experience. Yeah, I think this kind of goes back to what I said earlier, which is we treat these kids, like you say, they go home at three days while other kids go home at three days. You know, we treat them as though they are a junior term baby and they simply are not. And I think it's interesting that even the pediatrician, while she was well-meaning, she kind of blew you off and like, oh, lady, your kid is fine. No, no, see you later. Right. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're thinking, wait a minute, I need a little validation here. I need to quit worrying. I need some more information. And that's really hard to get when everybody is like saying everything is just hunky dory. And you, the mother, and by the way, I don't necessarily think that you have to have certification in order to know when your baby isn't quite right. I think most mothers have some instinct when something is kind of going maybe haywire and they yes. really, you know they really need to be listened to. Hey everybody, do not go away. I'm Marie Biancuzo. I'm here today with Bianca Wooden. We are talking about her experience of having had a late preterm baby and I guarantee you Bianca is not the only one who has had this. I think it's very representative of hundreds if not thousands of of mothers and babies that I have seen. So don't go away. On the other side of the break, we're going to come and give you a little bit of strategy about how Bianca went about uh, getting breastfeeding to work. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. 
Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Bianca Wooden. We're talking about her experience of breastfeeding a preterm, ba- a late preterm baby. So, Bianca, somehow or another, eventually, you you already said you got discharged from the hospital. You had this follow-up a visit with your pediatrician, which was less than helpful. You basically had to go home and figure it out for yourself. Now, you are a totally smart woman. You're a totally experienced mother. Help the rest of those who might be listening today to maybe have some priorities for what to do under these circumstances. Can you give us a handful of what did you do to make breastfeeding work? Yes. So the very first thing, and I knew this from my training, was skin to skin. I kept my baby just right against my skin. And sometimes moms are a little confused when you Yep. When you say skin to skin, it literally means mom is topless and baby is wearing a diaper and you are skin to skin. Right. Um, right. It's so good for the little preemies, but it's also good for these late preterm babies to help them manage their mm-hmm. blood sugar and stress and their temperature. It's just healing and it's healing oh, for baby. mom too. Absolutely. And by the way, I agree with everything that Bianca just said. She's kind of in the late preterm preterm headset, but I would say it's good for term babies. And some people think that skin-to-skin contact is important just in the first hour or so. And that is absolutely, uh, well, that is true. But it, it could go on for days. And if you listen to Dr. Nils Bergman, who was on this show in March, he said at least 20 hours. So I would totally agree with that. And Bianca, I don't know how it is where you live, but I find myself often saying skin to skin is not skin to bra. Okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It it seems to me like when I say skin to skin, people would understand that means 
you are naked from the waist up. I mean, you certainly can cover yourself up with something uh, like your little shawl or whatever you want, but uh, you it doesn't work the way it's supposed to if you are encumbered by the bra, certainly. So skin to skin, yeah, it really gets those hormones going for mother, which absolutely we have known since 1997, we have known that that increases milk volume. This is not news. That's more than 20 years that I can think of. It was... Um, Oh, her name escapes me, but I'll think of it in a minute. Who did that really landmark study? It was fabulous. And clearly, did you think that that improved your milk supply? I do. I I Uh. can't imagine parenting any other way with a newborn besides being skin to skin. And it helped, like the hormones that you were saying and feeling connected to my baby and tuned into him and trying to catch those feeding cues really early early and they're usually subtle oh so subtle so just the tiniest little movements and I would let him go right over to the breast and try and latch on the best he can and so he really could feed pretty much in the early days around the clock um, whenever he wanted because he was with me on my skin unless I was really taking a nap and had him you know next to me this is called put the baby in the kitchen. <laughs> if if the baby is skin to skin on the chest, and my friend Debbie Bokar often says it's it's chest to chest before it's chest to breast, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, by the way, I was thinking of, of Nancy Hurst's study in two thousand. Excuse me, in nineteen ninety seven, and I believe she did that with Valentine. Talk to us a little bit about positioning. What worked for you for positioning? So a little baby, I already mentioned his arms just kind of flopped right out, which is so common. I have a picture of him just laying there totally with his arms and legs splayed out, not like you would (laughs) see from a newborn. No, Um, they're very floppy. He just needed, a late preterm needs a lot of extra support. So all the things we do with a full-term baby, just like the skin to skin, all the other things are the same They just need a little more support. It's just a little more important for a baby that's struggling um, to latch. So really turning his tummy towards mine, making sure his arms and legs were all tucked in so he didn't have to to expend any energy trying to move them or hold them a certain way. Just all tucked in and nestled up to the breast um, is what I did for him. Yeah, and you know, I was going to say that even with term babies, I always tell mothers, make sure you are supporting their neck and their shoulders. With Bianca's baby, if I had been there, I'm sure I would have said neck and shoulders and as much of their body as you can because they're they're really pretty like a little Raggedy Ann or Raggedy Andy. Now, Bianca, there is some fairly good research that shows that breast shields, that is those gizmos that you put on during the feeding, help to get more milk into the baby if the baby is preterm. Your baby was late preterm, but nonetheless, that would be a good time for me to remind people that still qualifies as one segment of the preterm category. Did you use a shield? And if so, do you think it helped? I did. I tried a shield because I knew about this and uh-huh. I had read about this that I should try that, but I was never able to make it work. Work, yeah. And um, 
this is where that hands-on support comes in. Absolutely. You know, just having a regular appointment with a lactation consultant, like a weekly appointment, would be so helpful to just help with all these little things. Um, And the nipple shield is a little different for the preemies than for a full-term baby. It is. And and is what I've read is, and what um, I learned from Sandra Cole, is she was saying in her talk that I went to that because of the brain development, those little neurons in their mouth, they're just not getting that message up to the brain. So uh-huh. you put, when a, when a full-term baby latches, they feel your nipple and areola in their mouth and they get the message, okay, time to start sucking. Let's do this thing. But the baby doesn't, the message doesn't get to the doesn't brain that, yeah. that there's something in the mouth. So maybe that helps just provide more, um, just that contact that there's more likely that the message will get to the brain. Hey, it's time to suck now. Yeah, you know, I'm not a big fan of shields. I know that some people will immediately get out the shield if the baby is preterm. I'm kind of like, eh, you know, let's try it without it. A lot of them do just fine without it. Some of them don't. But uh, clearly for you, you were like, uh, not so much so. Did you do breast compressions? That is compressing your breast while the baby is feeding. I did. And I just think when a baby is not feeding well, which I knew mine was not, that just massage and compressions and just anything you can do to get the milk out of you and into the baby. Into him. (laughs) Yeah. Like if I'm hand expressing it into his mouth, fine. So be it. Like I just wanted to get any milk I had into his little body. So um, I'm a big fan of compressions and massage. And I think it's really normal even if not given instruction, a mom left to her own devices Absolutely. will put her hands on her breast yep. and start Absolutely. trying to get that milk out of there. <laughs> Absolutely. And folks, that differs from, okay, so hand expression, when I say that, I mean the mother is compressing her breast while the baby is on the breast. To me, that's different than hand expressing, which is what we generally, or what I generally mean, that the baby is not at breast. And it sounds like you were also doing what I would call hand expressing, right? Yes. So I was also pumping when the baby was not at the breast and uh-huh. using my hands to express into, into a little cup or... I would do what we know that pumping with a pump and then end up taking the pump off and hand expressing into the pump flange any more milk I could get out. So it was just kind of a combination. I was just trying to get every drop of milk out of my (laughs) body that I could. I knew that my baby needed that milk. (laughs) And then how were you giving that? Were you still using the dropper? So I, we did use the dropper and my husband will often reminisce about those those days where we slept with the light on and we're dropping little drops into his mouth. And I just want to say for any moms that listen, or if you're a lactation consultant that works with these babies, I would drop milk into his mouth and then I would have to give him a little support under his chin just to get him to take a swallow. So it was just two drops, a little massage to get a swallow. And nobody taught me that. I was just, that was mom instinct. You know, just a little um, to keep him comfortable, but also 
able to take that milk and not let it just drool out of his mouth because he was not demanding the milk, as they say, on demand. There was zero demand. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So we used we used the dropper, but we also used a did finger feeding with a tube as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. And did you like that? Some people just don't like it. Um, I liked it. It worked for us. At one week, I went and met with the lactation consultant at the hospital, and I was talking to her, and I fell asleep sitting straight up in the middle of a conversation. Oh, dear. (laughs) And she said, maybe we need to come up with ways for you to get a little bit of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. You know, here's the thing is that sometimes everybody is also focused on the baby. And I have always maintained that if the mother doesn't feel human, or in your case, if the mother can't stay awake, you know, we really need to look at something else. Folks, we're about to go to a break, but I just want to see if I can briefly summarize that uh, Bianca talked about skin-to-skin with frequent feedings, uh, positioning and latch, nipple shield or lack thereof, compressions, pumping and or hand expression and or what is really called hands-on pumping, which Dr. Jane Morton has talked about, uh, colostrum and ongoing uh, supplement and be careful how you define supplement because that defi- that means different things to different people. So anyway, do not go away. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Bianca Wooden. We will be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. 
What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Bianca Wooden, who is an IBCLC. She is a doula. She is also the mother of a preterm, uh, a late preterm baby and really had some issues where she had to kind of do her own learning as she went along. Now, Bianca is a totally smart woman, experienced mother. Fortunately, she did. Some of you may not have had as much wherewithal as Bianca had. Bianca, are there some lessons learned in all of this? Anything you would have done differently if you had known then what you know now about yes. the experience? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so if if this, ha- if this were to happen to me, I think when it did happen, I was Googling and trying to process <laughs> yes. new information yes. and I was in that new mom fog and trying to take care of all my children. I could not absorb new information. I remember finding documents, but not really being able to apply it to my situation. So is what I wish I had had and what I wish I could have pushed for or would have pushed for is to have a lactation consultant that kind of followed me through the whole journey. So that was, we had maybe regular standing appointments once a week to update, see what's going on, that they could do the research, that that they could go out and read these articles for me and kind of bring it down into actual step-by-step things that I should do for my baby right then. Right. I needed someone to hold my hand through the process. That's what I needed. And that's okay. You were more than deserving of having your hand held. You know, you strike me as a woman who kind of wants to do your own thing and is mostly able to do your own thing. But in this particular case, yeah, a little hand holding. Hello, you're sitting in a chair upright and falling asleep in the conversation. You know, this speaks volumes to me about the fact that you needed more support. You needed more information. You needed more good information and you also I think needed that not only the follow-through but the understanding of follow-through so that you did not feel like you had been so set adrift you'd have something to look forward to yeah and and I I was getting information because 
I had lactation consultants at the hospital and I have friends that are lactation consultants and I even reached out to some that I didn't know, but I was getting little bits and pieces and it's yeah. that yeah. thoroughness of having someone with you through the whole process Absolutely. to change things. Absolutely. Now, Bianca, as I'm hearing you talk, I'm thinking about things like the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine's protocol on the late preterm baby and breastfeeding. And for those of you who are professionals, you can get that at uh, bfmed.org. And if you noodle around on, I think it's the left-hand side, I always do it on the computer, I don't do it on my devices, but uh, you'll see protocols and you just click there and go to the one you're interested in. And I can put that in the show notes or something. But um, in terms of other resources like that you would have found helpful as a mother, not as an IBCLC, what would you suggest? Anything or or what? Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I don't think that there is a guide out there for late preterms. Um, I didn't, I didn't find one and haven't found one. I have found, like you said, the protocol um, for professionals, the California Perinatal Quality Care Collaborative has a document. Oh, yeah, um, right. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then Sandra Cole that I mentioned that I went to her talk, she has a book for professionals. And maybe she's going to come out with something that is that is for the mom, for the family, um, because I certainly would love to see that because I don't think I don't know of anything. Well, I will tell the audience right now that I am totally motivated to put together maybe just a one-page thing that I don't have an immediate vision for, but I will have that available on my other website, and let me tell you what that is. That is mariebiancuso.com, and that's M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O.com. Sorry, but that's the name I have. That's the one I got to spell. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that is different from what I just spoke to you about a minute ago, which was um, my lactation consultant course, the comprehensive course. That's at breastfeedingoutlook.com. And which, by the way, Bianca, I, I have to tell you, you have made me take a step back today and ask myself if I've done as good of a job with that uh, in my course curriculum, I just got through overhauling the whole course. <laughs> I, I'm, I am going to go back and really ask myself that critical question if I've done well enough in, in training these IBCLCs because uh, you've, you've brought it to my mind that uh, maybe I just need to like do a check with myself here. Well, uh, but, go ahead. It's such a big part of the population with that yeah. 9% of babies that fall into this group um, that I feel like, yeah, they really kind of need a, some special attention. Obviously, that's, yes. that's what I think. And that's what all the, all the professional associations think. Um, in my community, I want to be a support for my local hospitals and help them develop programs My baby that was 35 weeks is now two and a half. So I'm just starting to um, really get my footing. If anyone is with a toddler, knows. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think I I would also just like to say, uh, Bianca, one of the reasons that we invited you on this show is that uh, somehow your name came up. But in looking at potential guests, Two, not one, but two of my staff instantly said, 
my baby was a late preterm. And, you know, we got to talking about it. I'm saying, you know, we kind of really need to talk about this because I don't think that there is enough uh, information out there. And so I'm hoping that even if, if if people get nothing more than just your insights, that would be good. Go to moribiancuso.com. I promise you I will have at least a, a brief synopsis that might be helpful. Meanwhile, Bianca, tell us this. If we are in the Gulf Coast, how do we find you? Do you work full-time? What's your website? How do we get you by phone? Tell us a little bit about how yeah. we find you if we're in that situation. Yeah. So my company name is Better Beginnings. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I have a website, www.betterbeginningsms. The MS is for Mississippi. Mississippi.com. I'm on Instagram. Um, and I want to support any mother out there that is in this situation or a lactation consultant that's trying to kind of m- go through all of the resources available. I, I want to help people with this. It's, it's kind of the little area that has really, because of my experience, become a passion for I'm me. Sure. So anyone can reach out to me and I'll give my phone number, which is area code 228 233-0686. I would I would love to hear from anyone that 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 this is something that they're working on. Can I publish that number? Sure, it's all over the place. Go right ahead. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, it just seems to me like you could be um, that rock of Gibraltar for people who are feeling like they've been set adrift here. But certainly, it's been very enlightening to talk with. Bianca Wooden today as she has shared her experience, her support and her lack of support, her understanding and her lack of understanding about what to do with a baby who was in fact a late preterm baby. Bianca, thank you so much for being with me today. I've really enjoyed it. I'm so glad. And for those of you who are listening, by all means, do visit Bianca at her website or on her Facebook page. If you found this helpful, please let us know. We have a Facebook page. We also are on iTunes. Rate the podcast, if you would, please. And there will be another episode next week. But in the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.